Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that's caught our eye this week. I'm James and with me is Richard, Hello. who's been tracking the proposed resurgence of Australian car manufacturing, mm. and Tom, who's been looking at Apple and Google's latest in-car innovations. And we'll update you on that human energizer bunny in this week's Musk Watch, so stay with us. First of all, happily once again, we have had some feedback, and that's terrific and most welcome. And Hammer Rocks says, welcome back, but he thinks the shed's looking shabby. And he thinks that's in an electronic sense. I mean, we are here in the shed, mm, so absolutely. I don't know what you're talking about. For we, we need to clean it up. It is a bit messy. It could yeah. do with a, I yeah. think it's got character. And if, you, if you're if you on the tools, you don't want things to be, you know, too clinically yeah. clean. You want to have a bit of, yeah. I don't know, get you in the right mindset. It's you a know. shed. Yeah. It's a yeah. shed. It's a shed. Well said. Yeah. Um, and Stephen Davis, he also missed us. Hello, Stephen. And actually resorted to tuning into another channel. Uh, but Steve-O, great that you've stuck with us. Uh, thank you. What channel was it? Thank you Stephen? very much. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> what was it? As soon as you start naming your competitors, you're as good as gone. So, look, just thank our lucky stars that Stephen's with us. You just don't acknowledge their existence. And Mr. Beast Jemmy. Mr. Beast Jemmy has says, can you check the Mitsubishi Outlander and then put three smiley faces? Check it. Now, if we have an Outlander at the moment, mm. obviously it needs to be checked. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Beast Jemmy is suggesting that we do. Check it. My suspicion is that he would like us to review the ah, car, maybe. right. I'm not sure. Not check it. Or just give our thoughts in terms of, of where that car sits in the automotive firmament. Maybe it just means but, check to make sure it's still there. That's right. Yeah. Was there one in the garage or is there one now? Uh, we've got a... We we've got do a Triton at the moment. We had an Outback. We don't have an Outback. No, no, no Outback. It was an Outlander. Outlander, Mitsubishi Outlander. Right, okay. We don't even know if which we do, Mitsubishi we have. If we do, so trust maybe we us, should check. we are yeah, onto yeah. it. We are going to check it. We're going to check all the hell out of that thing. So <laughs> thank you very much for all of that feedback. It's great to know that at least some people are interested enough to uh, let us know mm. that they're there. Thank you. Now, Richard, we're going to move uh, on to your uh, topic of the day, which is quite timely because we are in, we're about to enter the yes. last week of the federal election campaign. Absolutely. And one side of the major uh, parties in politics has put its front foot forward on the automotive world. So tell us what you've discovered. Absolutely. The federal election, the Australian federal election is coming up on May 18. You might be listening to this podcast or watching this podcast after that. I don't know. You know, tell us what happens. Or from another country. Or from another country. Mm. Um, and look, we've got basically a two-party system here, even though there are a lot of minor parties, but we've got the Liberal and, Co- and uh, National Party uh, on one side, they'd make up the coalition, and then we've got the Labor Party, uh, it's but L-A-B-O-R. Um, and and the, the coalition being in power at the moment, yep. so our Prime Minister is a Liberal Party yep, a politician, so, and the Labor Party is in opposition right now. That's right. Um, look, Bill Shorten, the, the leader of the uh, Labor Party, has come forward with a clear as MUD, electrification program. Uh, it's, a, it's a strategy which is quite different from his, uh, his, his, his rival in Parliament, uh, but it sort of lacks a lot of substance to it, basically. Uh, what he's come out and, and, and hinting at is revitalising the Australian local manufacturing car industry. Um, it's been a couple of years now since Australia hasn't produced or has produced a a, a locally uh, manufactured car. We had Commodore disappear. We had Falcon or uh, Commodore now be produced off an off an Opal Correct. platform, and yes. and Falcon no longer being produced at all. Uh, but it looks as though Bill is promising to bring back 
local manufacturing. But if you dig down into the actual press release, uh, there's not a lot of car manufacturing going on at all. So, um, Richard, was this a, a formal policy or was this more a thought and a directional kind of, this is where we're headed? It's a pledge. It's an idea. It's an idea. All right. It's mm. a, it's a, well, you, so it's not costed, it's not detailed, it's just this is where we'd like to go. There are some numbers. Right. There's okay. a number 57, $57 million going to electric innovation for vehicles and right. manufacturing. Yep. Um, there's another number, it's a one, but followed by the word billion. Whoa. Um, that is for the Advanced Manufacturing Future Fund. But again, wow, like, what billion does that dollars. Mean? Advanced uh, um, Manufacturing Future Fund. I, yeah. w- I would have thought that that money, I mean, this is all blue sky thinking, I mm. think, this pledge. Um, I, I would have thought that money would be better spent on some sort of nationalised infrastructure for EVs because we've tested a few EVs in the office and one of the problems we've come across frequently is, ooh, I don't know if I'll actually make it to the next high-speed charger. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I think... Well, don't, I think don't, this, I, is, this is all about a... <laughs> saying this needs some momentum. So mm. people have been calling on government to do something. So I, I, my guess is that this is a response from the Labor Party. It sounds good, but wh- where it seems to be lacking is in the infrastructure required to make uh, electric vehicles a sustainable and re- truly green mm. um, alternative. I'll just read you out a part of it here. It says, vehicle electrification is key to Labor's strategy for transition to lower transport emissions. Fair enough. Australia yep. has opportunities to rebuild and expand the automotive and associated transport industry- industries as part of that transition. Now, that's fair enough as well. But then it goes on to say Australia has research, manufacturing and assembly capacity in buses, trucks and rail, all of which is looking at electrification and alternative fuels. Now, no. cars aren't mentioned there at all. Oh, okay. Mm. That's one So it's, it's talking about retrofitting buses uh, and, and rail, so converting diesel trains to electric you know, systems, uh, which is all good and well. But there are outlets out there, including you know, a- ABC, which is, is suggesting that, uh, that the Labor Party wants to reignite uh, the local car manufacturing Well, I suppose, industry. isn't it? It's word association. You hear mm. electric vehicle, and because Bill Shorten has most you know, recently announced a policy about, I think, half our car park should be zero emission by 2030. That's right. Um, so then you make a logical connection. This is an extension of that, right? So maybe it does relate to cars. Maybe it doesn't. Absolutely. And look... As any car manufacturer will tell you, uh, and there are a lot of manufacturers out there who already have electric vehicles, um, and you know, we, we speak to these people on a daily basis. Uh, what's needed is not more electric vehicles, but the type of infrastructure that will support it, and also mm. incentives mm. Uh, that will, will that will encourage people the to buy The big exception them. is missed is the Winton Frosty, which you know oh. is a zero emission. It's been around for some years. It didn't it's have an engine at all. In the background, mm. no it didn't engine. Have an engine. It didn't have any motor power. Just yeah. Flintstone style <laughs> feet through the floor. Fast down here. But but I think as well that that's a that's another. Good Good point. Like, uh, if you really, really want people to pick up electric cars, it's not about manufacturing necessarily. It's not about spending money stimulating the industry. It could be as simple as letting people who own electric cars use bus lanes, park in, mm. park for as long as they want yep. in yeah. council parking areas, yeah. like all the stuff that's been implemented in Europe. It 
Yeah, yeah it could be all of that associated stuff. It's yeah. true. And when you think about government um, so-called co-investment of the past, which was essentially subsidising um, mm. local manufacturing, uh, I think the Labor Party seems to have an appetite for kick-starting mm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. through, look, here's some dough, let's get it going, as opposed to the pure market uh, theorists who want everything to be determined yeah. by profit and loss and government shouldn't play a part in that. Mm. Absolutely. Look, one of the unsung heroes of this is the truck industry. Um, I mean, local manufacturing of, of passenger cars has ended, mm. but you've got Aveco, which is down in Dandenong in Victoria. Um, they're producing 1,200 trucks a year but in Australian plants by Australian And I'm people. pretty sure there are other truck brands that yeah, are you know, building absolutely. heavy trucks um, yeah. in Australia for sure, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so look, I mean... Local manufacturing hasn't ended. Passenger cars may have. Um, my thoughts on Labor's uh, strategy, it's, you know, it's, it's good and it's a step forward in the right direction. But elections, they're just mm. full of these promises. Well, that's it, isn't it's it? It's like a divorced dad who's promising to take you to Fiji. It's never going to happen. It's <laughs> yeah. never going to happen. A cynic still might waiting, think dad. that it was, you know, pork barreling or yeah. something. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, anyway, very odd. So, okay, well, but it's on the cards. I, I, at the very least, mm. to me, it's some differentiation between the, the major parties. Absolutely. It's um, actually one party putting its hand up and saying, yep. we hear you. And the you other know, party has to be done. Well, well, and I the think other that's party encouraging. Put, and the yeah. other party putting its hand up and holding a piece of coal. That's right. So, yeah. in that's, parliament. that's the difference. In, in parliament. parliament. Coal, there's nothing wrong with this. Look, I'm right near it. It's not even affecting my health. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that, for, for people yeah. who want to know, is current Prime Minister Scott Morrison uh, did that as a stunt mm. um, on the House of Representatives floor in the Australian Federal Parliament. Anyway, Richard, is that your your I'm cool? good for Any, that. That's, that's the latest report on our, our federal election. Very good. We'd love to hear. <laughs> We'd love to hear from people. You haven't mm. got much time. Um, let us know. Yeah. Give us your feedback. Tell us what your thoughts are on that kind of thinking. Who you're voting for. Whether you're with it or against it. Tell yeah. us to check it. Maybe and we'll Tom, talk about it next time. Check it. Yes, Tom. Yeah. And speaking of Tom, Tom, over to you. Because Apple and Google have both been uh, thinking about lifting their game mm. when it comes to their connection with cars. Fill us in on what's, what's doing. So the biggest news this week was uh, at long last, Android, uh, the developers over at Android, which is a subsidiary of Google, are um, going to majorly overhaul the Android auto uh connectivity system and uh, I think one of the complaints you could probably level at Android Auto for the longest time was it just wasn't as slick as Apple CarPlay. Apple mm. CarPlay has been kind of the de facto leader for the longest time. So as I'm an Apple user, so when I'm in a car, all I really see is Apple CarPlay. Yeah. So are you an Android user? No, well, but I've, just, just I've tell used me it the before. difference. What, how, how did it look I've, clunky? I've never used it like, yeah, as so, well. I've, so the home screen, uh, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll be able to show you some snippets. Is that it there? Snippets up behind, yes. <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, so the home screen, the old home screen was like a list style I see. kind of thing, and you had to sort of scroll down, and it had a few icons. Like vague icons at the bottom, and uh, it, it the whole thing was just a bit old-fashioned right. in, turn, in terms of interface design. Yep. Uh, the new one uh, looks much more like Apple CarPlay, it, in, but they've augmented it even further. So it's cool. got all these kind of multitasking, if you will, features. So now uh, 
one of the most irritating things a lot of people find about Apple CarPlay is when someone calls you, it just hijacks the whole screen, right. regardless of whether you're using navigation yes. or not. So what uh, Google have done to solve this problem is they've said, okay, well, when someone calls you, we'll just have a little pop-up at the top of the screen mm. and you can either choose to accept that or not, but you'll still be able to see your navigation screen or whatever else you're doing. That's very good, yeah. Um, and depending on whether you're in your multimedia screen or your navigation screen, there's now a bar at the bottom that always shows one or the other. So right. if you're navigating, it's always got play, pause, fast forward on your media. Yep. And if you're in your media screen, it's always got your next direction uh, for your uh, navigation. All right. So it's all very kind of... And do you know if if a car currently mirrors both Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, this newer version, if I'm in my current car, when it becomes available, will I have access to this updated stuff or will I be stuck in the past and yep. I'd need a new car or device to be able to, to use it? A whole new car. You have to take, <laughs> whole it, new take car. it back. Yeah. <laughs> take the car back, get a new one. It's under um, warranty. I need, well, a, I need a few parts well, we'll replaced. Get, we'll get like onto the body that, shell, just bin it. the chassis. Yeah. We'll get onto that Burn. sort of stuff in a sec okay. because it is relevant. But um, the... How this will work is there'll be, a, like a, I imagine, a software update for uh, Android, and uh, once that rolls ah, out, I it'll see. just... It'll be there. It'll be there. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, That's cool. Future. They've also the added a couple of other neat things, like if you've got a really high-resolution screen, it'll actually add a whole other column of information, so it just makes more use of the available space. Is that just uh, random information or something that <laughs> no, no, like an extra like the stock market <laughs> ticker or fact. something? Yeah, yeah, fun fact. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe it is. Fun fact. Maybe, maybe it's watching. just as a column of information. Hey, James, you should be watching the road right now. Um, and it, look, this all comes at a really good Did time. You know? Did you know? Most drivers born on this day. Most accidents caused by dri- distracted drivers. Maybe you can show one of your jokes that you tell at the end of the show. You know? Exactly. Um, you know what, Tom? This is a disaster. It is because like, you know what the reason why I like Apple CarPlay is because it's like a Fisher Price toy. It's got big, big. You know, icons. You know, it's does like it make a, the ding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty you, much because yeah, it just right. needs to be really simple. That's a good point. Yeah. Google it. Like Android are making this too complicated. Oh well, the idea is it's going to simplify their version of it to really take the fights. Apple CarPlay. It should like, be as simple if to it's use. Anything like if Gmail, not even easier. it's going to be. A does it nightmare. does it feel like it's going to be a leapfrog? Like they will be a step ahead of Apple CarPlay. I think um, if all this is implemented right, yeah. I, th- I think it could be. Could be. It okay. could yeah, be cool. because the multitasking alone makes it. Uh, it looks much easier Tom, to use. No, I've got to full, like, make a disclaimer here. Tom is a PC person, right? So, and like you've got your but war I, against Apple. But I use an Apple phone, and I, I, I've been a huge fan of Apple CarPlay okay. since they've started I just don't think you using. can beat Apple's user experience, you know what I mean? No, no. And, and that's what they're good at. And yeah. so, really, this is kind of the big catch-up game. I think, I think the Gmail analogy is apt because oh. Gmail... Sucks. Every that day, sucks. I uh, I hate it. Anyway, sorry, anyway. Tom. We've <laughs> no, you're right. far away. That's all right. Just keep derailing me. It's not a big deal. An extra column. I, 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 I don't have keep anything derailing. interesting to say. Hey, anyway. Richard, how about those swans? <laughs> sorry, mate. Keep going. Uh, so it comes at a good time because... The Queen owns all the swans, oh, you know. Come on, mate. She knows a lot. Yeah. Do, do, do you want to know about phone connectivity or not? <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Um, yes, Tom, I do. So it comes at a good time because these connectivity technologies are finally coming to some of the biggest players in uh, Australia's car scene. So one of them is Toyota. Yes. And uh, Matt Campbell was actually at the launch of the Toyota RAV4 where they were saying it will be standard, but not when the car launches. It will be rolled out as a free update for the RAV4, and it can be retroactively applied to some models in Toyota's range. Do you know if that will mean like a physical thing? They would have to take their car to a dealer? And it, it, yeah, it's adjusted. Mm-hmm. Right. I think wow, so. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the same. It's like an upgrade pack, the at, same at as zero what, dollar. Uh so it's zero dollar for the Rav Four. 
Uh, and I'm not clear on pricing for all other models, but it will be Corolla Hatch and Camry Sedan yep. will be okay. the ones primarily affected. Funnily enough, specifically excluded is the uh, Hilux. Yep. So, best-selling car in Australia. Huh? Oh, really? Yeah. So, they- the one car that that's used as a work vehicle that people will be using their phones the most. Yeah. Driven by apprentices. Yeah. Toyota, that sucks. That's terrible. They say it's coming, but it won't even come for the mid-year update to uh, the Hilux mid-year next year. Okay. So still, we'll still be waiting a while to see that in the Hilux, and it is uh, it's going to come to Mazda, and that's a four hundred ninety-five ish dollar while option. Others, you know, key competitor number one. I want to say uh, Ford has Apple yep. CarPlay yep, in Ranger and so, Sync Three or Sync yeah, Four. I don't so know what they're up to now, but it, it's such a, a slick distinct market advantage. Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, it's coming. It's coming to Mazda too. Uh, you can buy an upgrade pack to retroactively fit your your current Mazda with it, but it'll be standard on the new three. Mm. Uh, but strangely, you know, because they're not using a touchscreen, you have to control it with a dial, which is a bit odd. It is yeah. a bit odd, yeah. but the the, the interface uh, and, and the dial, it's such a good feeling um, that it you actually it does actually work. Even yeah. though you want to yeah. touch the screen, the screen's actually too far away. Yeah. That was the reason, apparently, that we were told at the launch. The reason why they don't have a touchscreen is that it's too far away. How far away is it? Your uh, arms I, are my, very my, long. My arms are long and I can't reach it. What? Well, actually, it's, it's further than this away. I find that hard to believe. No, it's, it's really? like it's further where Tom is. I'd have to go like this. Oh, amazing! Stop touching. Ow! Tom. Okay. Oof! As hard as a rock. <laughs> as hard as a rock. Look at the rig on this bloke. <laughs> anyway, so um, no. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I was just driving the uh, Lexus UX last week, and uh, that's got this big, amazing screen on it. And the first thing I did when I sat in it was try to jab it yes. because it's close enough for you to do that. And yep. It's this huge 10-inch multimedia screen, but it's not a touch screen. Yeah, so. Audi, Audi's a special for that as well. Yeah, uh, It can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, any, more, any more, Tom? Uh, no, that's it. You're that's right. all I have to say. Okay. Yeah, just we're done. Be sure. We're all just good. Sure. Um, you could have done yeah. that a lot faster. Tom, I could have done that you a lot used, faster. Chewed through a lot of time there. Well, anyway, we'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, we will move on to the uh, section that we like to call in our garage. We are in our garage, oh. but uh, we share space with cars. And Richard, we'll, we'll kick it off with you. Um, you've been in a French product. And tell us all about it, please. Uh, bonjour, well, not, oui, oui. well, not all dit? about it, right? But you right. know what I mean. Okay, uh, it's called the Citroen C3 Aircross. Yep, it's a small SUV that sort of goes up against Honda's HRV, Mazda's CX3, Hyundai's Kona. I drove it to Newcastle on a freeway, and I felt like I was in a tinny in the ocean. Wow. Uh, and I also felt like a child in a school ground wearing a kick me sign on my back uh, because although it's fun to drive around the city and it's cute and it looks good and you can see it right there, that's the blue one, that's the European version. Mine was red and white and that's it there. You can see there, those are my crappy photos. Um, there are some issues with it. Um, it's got those, you can see on the back there, it's got those, if, you, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're not, you'll just have to close your eyes and just listen to me. Uh, it's got these like these sun blind decals on the rear quarter window and they are right, blind is the right word, because they completely block your vision. You can't see anything out that so window. So nothing like putting a window in and then painting over That's it. it. So how does that manifest itself? Is it a big blind spot in your rear three quarter? Totally. Yeah. Or you can that see. That wasn't even a pun, was it? That was unintended. <laughs> 
It is. It's terrible. Uh, the car is cute. It's just have hard plastics, but in the Citroen mm. way, they've got around it with some quirky design. Um, it's about $38,000. It's got a big boot. Uh, the seats are really, really comfortable. Um, there's a lot to like about it, but it does feel little out on the highway. Mm. It, look, it's, it's a tiny three-cylinder engine, makes 86 kilowatts. It, you know, I've driven the uh, Ford EcoSport, and it really felt like underpowered when I drove it to mm. Newcastle. This didn't, even though accelerating is a bit of a chore. Uh, it just feels little out there. Yeah. Um, but great in the city. Um, yeah, I, I like it. But yeah, blind, the, the few, few quirks. Uh, it re- it really is for people that want to make a conscious decision to buy a vehicle outside of the mainstream. I mean, I know Absolutely. that sounds like yep. stating the bleeding obvious, yep. but you've got to be ready for the design inside you, and out. Exactly it's, right. It is way different. If you look like Look, my wife and I are buying at the car at the moment, and one of the one of the <coughs> issues that she has, she's like, "Oh, look, I'm not boring. I want something a bit different. Mm. You know yep. what I mean?" And if you're if you think the H- <laughs> and you said, "Sorry, I, I wasn't listening <laughs> to what you're saying. <laughs> it was just a touch boring." <laughs> it's so true. Um, yeah. It's not true. Not true at all. Yeah. Um, what like if you if you think a Honda HRV is is probably a little bit mainstream, this is it. This is your car. This it really it is quirky. It'll probably define your quirky cool too. But all yeah. Right. Cool. Well, that's interesting. We will move on in the interest of time. And Tom, you've been in an entirely different part Mm -hmm. of the market. Tell us what you've been steering. So uh, last week I went to the launch of the new Isuzu D-Max. Yep. And uh, it was kind of a, a mild update for the range. They've added a few tidbits here and there. Um, it's it's seriously minor. Um, but Don't say that other word. <laughs> yep. But... Um, <laughs> They've uh, also released this limited edition X Runner. Uh, X so, Runner, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. and you know it should sound familiar because they've done one almost every year since so 2011. So it is X Runner. It's not Cross Runner. You know the X doesn't mm. mean Cross. It does mean X. X. Yes, X. Okay, X. fine. X Just clarifying. Runner. Yep. Not Times Runner. Not Times, times Runner. runner. Yeah. Okay. Times Dash Runner. Will they be releasing an MUX as well? Uh, an X Runner MUX? No. No. no okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's just the D Max with 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 a yeah. change to a D Max. You know, like night follows day, change to the so what are, Sorry, what are the tidbits that you get? The extra bits and pieces? Well, the extra bits and pieces. So you get a bunch of features from the genuine accessories kit. So you right. get the under rail tub liner, which is it's oh, a yes. pretty decent bit of kit. It's right. You know, it's it looks good. Everything like what that. About side steps. You get side steps. How much are they? Normally, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, well, I mean, it's in here. It's in the review somewhere. Mm. But go go read it if if you want to find out. Yeah. But um, yeah, you do get that sort of stuff. Uh, you get uh, you get some matte black highlights. You get a sticker pack. You get red logos, and it also comes with what stickers. Do you get? Oh, and it's also based on it's. Importantly, it's based on the um, it's based on the top spec LSU. So the previous one, the one they did two years ago, mm. was based on the uh, LST, which is the one underneath. So right. um, painted on Venetians? <laughs> no. Yeah. Bull bar? Uh, no bull bar. Rifle rack. Uh, okay, that's interesting. No because really, yeah. uh, in terms of an accessory pack, normally some kind of nudge bar yeah, or whatever yeah, is right. cost of entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what it does come with. So here's one of the. Uh, one of the other things as part of the update they added front parking sensors front parking sensors couldn't have them before ever oh but and now, now for can. the first time ever on a D-Max you're going to have front parking, parking sensors. sensors underrated so, I like front parking sensors handy, and, and handy those on are, a truck those say. are standard yep. on the X-Runner which is probably why it doesn't have a bumper <laughs> <laughs> it's know, a $595 option though wow Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of money for some sensors. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. All right. Well, look, we, we will keep on moving. I'll just briefly touch on the car that I've primarily been driving in the week past. So it was launched back in October last year. It's the Nissan Juke. 
but the Nismo version, so the high-performance uh, version. So that's six months ago. There were 240 of them to be offered. Mm. So here we are sometime down the track, and we've still got one as a press vehicle. It may be the case that some could be lurking in, in dealer stock. Who knows? Uh, $37,000, nearly $38,000 before you put it on the road. So no small ask for a, a very small um, SUV. 1.6 litre, turbo petrol, 160 kilowatts, 280 newton metres. Mm. So that's that's actually plenty mm. uh, for a small, lightweight car like that. To my eyes, some very attractive 10-spoke alloys on, on the thing. Um, it's all-wheel drive. It's got a front limited-slip diff. However, the fundamental flaw I've found with the car is that it's sitting up off the ground and feels like it. You, you're trying to put the power into the into the wheels and it just wants to walk around. You're getting that old school kind of feeling of torque steering mm. the car. Mm. I haven't felt that as prominently for some time. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, once you're up to speed and you're, you're moving along, it's not quite as much of an issue. But from lower speed, you do have to be so gentle with the throttle because otherwise the car wants to, to steer itself. Really I, un, unexpected. I, I just quickly... It. Sorry. Might want to set the record straight on that front parking sensors. I've misread it. It's five hundred and forty-five dollars. Oh, oh, Tom. <laughs> anyway, back, sorry no, if no, you've no, just bought no, one no. in between. You know, back, back that to the now. Well, you know, otherwise someone's going to comment like, well, actually. Um, but no, uh, yep. talking on the Duke. So yep. the Nismo. Uh, how, what's the power output on that? The power uh, um, is 160 kilowatts. Right, so, so they've added 20 more over the TIS. Righto. And the TIS, exactly the same, same problems. Thing? Even that is torque steery. Yeah. You yeah. know, unbelievably. There so. were some things I liked. It was funny, the gear lever is a manual car, and the gear lever is quite tall. Yeah. And you found yourself going, oh, that's great. It, mm. it felt as though it should be a sequential or something, you know, yeah. and you're a rally mm. car. It felt really good. But um, then there are other things like no reach adjustment in the steering oh, wheel. Oh, that's a major fail. Major yeah. fail. You're yeah. absolutely right. And the seats were nice, but then you go to adjust the wheel and it's just for rake but not reach. That's right. I also found a few of the other interior features a little bit old and out of date, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. orange backlit, you know, yeah. cluster. Yeah, old and, car now. You know, it's got weird, unit. a bunch of screens that it doesn't need. and It's $39,000. Yeah. Yeah. You know? All right. Wow. Well, with that ringing endorsement, yeah. rush in because there, you know, there weren't that many to start with. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but we will move on to the segment that just gets us all going. It's Muskwatch. So, a little bit to cover. Um, first of all, I've noticed in the last week since the whole settlement with the SEC, there's been a new approach from Elon to the Twitters. It's been uh. relatively quiet. Nothing about the SEC, nothing about short sellers or Tesla forecasts or any of that stuff. Mm. It seems as though, for the time being, he has actually taken notice of what's been said and uh, none of that. But this time last year, keen Elon Musk followers may remember that he was in a bit of a punch-up with Warren Buffett from Berkshire Hathaway, Ah, famous investor, Mm. um, about... Buffett's contention that a brand putting a moat around itself, that is some kind of innovation that it keeps to itself Mm. so that others can't have it, is a key to success in business. Elon said, moats are lame. Mm. You don't want that. It's all about the pace of innovation. Mm. If you keep innovating, they won't be able to keep up. Mm. So they had this disagreement. And then Warren Buffett said, I think you're a bit of an idiot. Elon said, I think you are too. And in fact... um, I think Warren Did Buffett Did they have said, any makeup sex after that? Might or have. Or was it... Just, might have. You'd right. have to... Well, you'd have to ask Warren. And 
after that, Warren Buffett said, well, he wouldn't, for example, be able to challenge my candy company. And he has a candy oh, company yeah. called Seize Candy. And oh, that was like a, a bait um, to Elon, which he took fully and said, yep, I'm going to take you on in terms of candy. I'm going to start my own candy business. So that was 12 months ago. All went quiet. And mm. just looking on the Twitter feed, <laughs> um, Elon um, wanted to challenge Seize Candies. But there was a Twitter user said, whatever happened to that candy idea? And Elon said, candy's coming. Candy's coming. So right. it's still on his agenda. And he had some mock-ups, which was boring candy <laughs> I, about a year ago. So. I, do like, I do like this idea of billionaires spending their money in this way. Yeah. I find it quite... This is what they should be doing instead of hoarding it all. Yeah, just... And, you know, spending it. You know, keeping it all in the, a Cayman Islands bank account or something. It should all just be, hey, let's just start this company and see what happens. Let's exactly. do something different. Exactly. That's it's true spirit of being an entrepreneur. Exactly. Or, yeah. like, solve the world's poverty problems. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, no. oh, oh yeah. come on, Richard. Oh, come on, Richard. Oh. <laughs> Sorry for being boring. <laughs> boring. You know. Rather Boring than candy. candy, why not make food for starving kids, Elon? Well, candy is very high in calories. It will certainly keep mm. you know everybody going. But That's we'll true. see what see what happens. So just keep your eyes and ears open for candy coming from Elon, probably under the boring uh, brand. Maybe but it will rain down from just, like orbit or something. Just on that debate, yeah, I, I'm actually kind of on on Elon's side with this, and I think part of it. Probably stems from the fact that he's giving away patents for technology that Tesla's sure, invented. Sure, he does. Absolutely um, right. Yes. But I, I think that's actually okay. Like, uh, I mean, people celebrated Volvo for giving away patents for seatbelts and airbags. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree with you. I'm not saying I don't agree with him. I'm just saying that was the context of the the arm wrestle that they were yeah. having. Mm. And Merck's another one that that does isn't precious about new technology that they've developed. Yeah. They'll let it out there. So yeah. So one's saying keep it to yourself. The other's saying just keep it coming, mm. Um, mm. and they won't be able to catch up. So yep. that was their original punch. Now, also, Fox Business has got onto an email that was sent out to Tesla staff uh, last year that was complimenting them in the main about ramping up Model 3 production. Well done. Well done, everybody. From Elon. From From Elon. Elon. Uh, But (laughs) he had some other thoughts about how people could improve their efficiency and ways of working. And he said, basically, it's okay to just walk out of meetings. All right? So um, just walk out. Um, oh, yeah. Right? So this. there were certain techniques, and I'm with him. I, like you, Tom, I'm with him on this as well. So he says, ditch large meetings. Musk says six, um, excessive meetings are the blight of mm. big companies. Mm. So you've got to agree with that. Too many meetings are bad. Unless dealing with an extremely urgent matter, employees are instructed to get rid of frequent meetings. Mm. Walk out of meetings. It's not rude to leave. It's rude to actually uh, stay there and waste other people's time and not make best use of yours. Um, He also says, don't over-abbreviate. No acronyms or nonsense words for objects, software, processes. We don't want people to have to learn a a glossary of terms Mm. to work at Tesla. That sounds perfectly sensible to me. And streamlined communication. Unless you want to get fired... Don't enforce chain of command communication. So go to your boss who goes to his boss or her boss or whatever. Just go straight to the person you need to speak to. Just do it. Just do it. Don't even ask. all of that, I think, sounds uh, really constructive. And I'd be all for it. I'm all for the... And it's kind of how we work here, I've got to say. I'm all for the the Mm. not complicated names for things. It's like a pet peeve of mine is when... Uh, automakers make up a name for an existing technology. Yes. Just yes. call it auto emergency braking. Yeah. Do you know there is Not a Ford emergency alert or something? Assist. Yeah, brake assist. There's an Australian oh. financial services company that has a website for acronyms. 
uh, ah. so that employees can go there, yeah. and if they're foxed by you know a particular acronym, yeah. it's explained on the website. Yeah, well, yeah. that's so fair it's enough. almost like having a language translator totally um, to yeah. understand what you're doing at work. Well, imagine working like in the makeup industry, and you've got Pro Vitamin, you know, V and stuff like <laughs> stuff oh, which doesn't you know, even make it's no sense at you all. You know the best ingredient I've ever heard? Yeah, periwinkle extract. <laughs> What? Yeah. If you if you look <laughs> at some of the advertising, there may be a few kind of women's magazines kicking around at home. If you look yeah. at some of those cosmetics ads and you look at the ingredients, periwinkle, periwinkle extra. Where is your periwinkle? Yeah. Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> um, the other thing we watched last week, just after the podcast, we watched a very Marvel kind of launch of mm. the Falcon Heavy and the oh. Dragon uh, re- replenishing capsule on yep. board. Yep. And what we've got for YouTube viewers behind us, um, it was a supply cargo craft mm. for the International Space Station. And there is footage of it being captured by this robotic arm and kind of brought into the space station. And it is ultra cool. So all of that stuff. And Richard, when you and I were watching that, yep. that rocket rocketing yeah, yeah. Um, into space, it did look like something out of a science fiction amazing. film. It was amazing. And the booster rockets coming Landing back down to land. Ultra cool. I really like the uh, contrast between footage like that mm-hmm. and then the North Koreans celebrating that they shot a missile inaccurately about 100 kilometres into the Sea of Japan. Yeah. Yes. It's basically yeah. like, like one of those party poppers, isn't it? <laughs> was it aimed at the SpaceX rocket? No, no I think I don't even think it was aimed at all. Wow. wow. But, uh, but I think that was... I was really just going, yeah, that yeah. is... It looked like something out of a, a sci-fi film. So it was on awesome. one side Amazing. you've got Tesla not... You know, performing as well as it could, and then you've got SpaceX, which is outstanding. Got to say though, you know, if if Elon does stop kind of getting his fingers yeah. involved, and and this whole Twitter thing dials back a bit, Tesla stands a chance of making yeah. some headway. Yeah. Well, uh, that's it. He obviously can pick people who know how to do a job. Um, he just needs to step back. Not always though. Yeah, in right. That he probably in Tesla needs a few more people that have the long experience of actually bolting cars together. Yeah, he needs be, to po- be an poach some. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Tesla, mm. uh, Bloomberg has the Model Three production tracker at nine two, uh, sorry five nine two six. So still pushing that six thousand uh, a week figure, which That's is pre- pretty healthy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the share price stepped up during the week, but dropped down to the exact same number as last time. Uh, we spoke to you, so $244. So that's stable, but with a bit of a, a blip in between. So that's that's where we'll leave that. Still a pricey share. And I think it's with that, we have reached the finish line. Ooh. So thank you, Richard. Thank you. And thank you, Tom. Thank you. And thanks to our producer, Mr. Pritchard, uh, for his efforts behind the scenes, as always. You can join the conversation by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. You can listen to and watch us on YouTube. So jump into the comments with our regulars and voice your opinion. If you're enjoying Tools in the Shed, please let other people know and rate and review us on iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast. Until next week. Mate of mine was on eBay late one night when he sees a mid-70s Skoda 100R and falls in love. It's only 30 k's away, supposedly running, and buy it now is nothing. So he hits the button. Was it the Auto Trader website? Next day, he ropes a mutual friend into helping him pick up the car. It's in decent shape, starts okay, only coughs a little smoke. He pays with cash and sends our mate home. But it soon starts revealing some quirks. And my mate is making a mental list of things he'll need on his next trip to Supercheap. Uh, but 10 k's from home, though, things start getting bad. 
The car splutters and coughs, then resumes like it's okay. The sun starts to dip, to dip below the horizon, puts the lights on, another K, and it happens again. Only this time it's not just the engine, the lights conk out too, but they come back and he putters on a bit further. The, family, the failures get more frequent until he's barely able to limp along, lights flickering, engine fading. Somehow he manages to just roll onto the apron of a servo workshop as the old Skoda dies. The mechanic comes out, wiping his hands. My mate explains the problem. The mechanic nods sagely and says, look, pop the, pop the boot. My mate does, and the mechanic points to a tiny bulb in the lid illuminating the rear-mounted engine. There's a bare spot and scorching around it. See, the mechanic says, this is a problem on these old East European cars. They install this light without enough insulation. It starts shorting and pretty soon you're dead at the side of the road. That damn check engine light will get you every time. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Night, night, Hammer. <laughs>